Hi, this is Suzanne Hammonds, producer for CrozierCast. We're kicking off season three with an episode Bishop Wall recorded back in October 2019 regarding the rosary, but the topic is still relevant throughout the whole year. So if you enjoy the show and find it helpful in learning more about the Catholic faith, please consider giving us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps promote the show on the platform and it helps us reach a wider audience that might be interested. We also want to say thanks to you, our listeners, for taking the time out of your day to spend with us and listen to our podcast. We appreciate each one of you. God bless. From the Diocese of Gallup, welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Director of Communications Suzanne Hammonds, and with me is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you? I'm doing well, Suzanne. How are you? Good. Um, very good. And it's been a while since we got together, but I think that's good because the uh, last podcast you had with your guests were excellent um, and getting a lot of good feedback, and I think uh, I think they went well. So yeah, I'm really glad. Yeah, those were fun to do. We had yeah. Helen and John Freed. I think we did five between the two of them, and uh, Father Matthew Keller, who's our, our rector of our cathedral, and and so those are those were good. Those yeah. were enjoyable. Yeah, I will never turn down a Lord of the Rings podcast, listening or editing or anything like that. It's <laughs> always good. <laughs> okay, so today we wanted to take things uh, back to sort of a more not poly- apologetics, but necessarily, but a more basic um, look at some things that maybe a lot of Catholics take for granted, and that's the Rosary. We're going to talk about the Rosary today. So, Bishop Wall, could you tell us um, why is the rosary so important? It's been called the second most important prayer, right? Sure. Well, I, I think there's a couple things. October, and we're, we're out of October already, but October is a month that's dedicated to the rosary. And I know at, at our cathedral, the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart, we took uh, the first Mondays, or we took the Mondays of each month in the evening, and we um, had a preached rosary. So I took the first Monday, and then our other two priests, uh, Father Matthew Keller and Father Mitchell Brown, took the they split the other three up between them. And um, because it's a month that's dedicated to to the Rosary, the seventh of of October is the the feast day, the memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. And I think our Holy Father just recently um, added Our Lady of Lepanto on that, or elevated that some some fashion, drew a greater attention to it so there will be a, a liturgical celebration so um, that's that's one of the reasons why we we highlight it during during that um, that month but um, one of the things that's been on my mind recently is uh, Pope St. John Paul II back in 2002 and during the month of October he, he issued a beautiful apostolic letter uh, Rosarium Virginis Marie, uh, Marie and um, and it was it was a letter that was on the rosary, and there's some things that he says in there I think that are pretty fascinating. Uh, first of all, he talks off he, st- he starts off by saying the rosary was his favorite prayer, and he's you know we have that image of his coat of arms, um, the you know the cross, and then you have the M underneath the cross, and it was the Blessed Virgin Mary at the foot of the cross, uh, totus tuus you know totally yours. Um, in terms of giving himself uh, that consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, you think about him being a young man, a boy actually, and losing his mother, and his father helping to foster a very strong Marian devotion in his life. And so, you know, that, that, that feminine love, care, uh, maternal love, 
of the Blessed Virgin Mary helping to foster that in his life. So that's something that he had without him, with him throughout his entire life. So he, he issued this beautiful uh, apostolic letter in, in 2002, just three years before he passed away, uh, concerning the rosary, not only teaching on the rosary, but I think encouraging the faithful to pray the rosary uh, more and more, hopefully daily. Yeah, and it only takes, you know, 15 minutes. It's not that long. Or some places it can take five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, usually for me to pray the rosary, it's 20 minutes. Yeah. And I and I know that. I, I remember one time I was getting an MRI, and they said, okay, this will only take 20 minutes. And so I was sitting in the MRI, and I finished one rosary, and I thought, hmm. And then I went in, and I did a chapel of divine mercy, and I... I wanted to, to, when I got out, I want to say you lied about that time because I know exactly how long it takes to pray a rosary, at least for me. Yeah, so about 20 minutes, and you think there's 24 hours in a day, we can we can spare 20 minutes of, of prayer to meditate upon the mysteries of our, our Lord's life uh, through the eyes of the Blessed Virgin. Um, one of the things that Pope St. John Paul II said in his, his apostolic letter was that the rosary essentially is a Christocentric prayer. It's a, a prayer that's centered on Christ. And so I think that's one of the, one of the things that he wanted to re- reiterate and stress in that letter, that it is a Christ-centered prayer. Um, because I think a lot of people sometimes when they think of it, automatically they'll think, oh, it's a Marian prayer. It is a Marian prayer. But what does Our Lady always do? She always points toward her son. Do whatever it is that he tells you to do. The last words of Our Lady um, in Scripture. So that's one of the things that he, he, I think we can kind of keep in mind. So when we pray the rosary, what do we do? We meditate upon the mysteries, uh, the events of our Lord's life. And um, so traditionally, you know, the prayer is given to St. Dominic in the 13th century. And that really helped to foster that, that Marian devotion over the centuries. And traditionally, there were three mysteries. We had the, um, the joyful mysteries, um, we had the sorrowful mysteries, and then we had the glorious mysteries. And obviously the, the joyful is, is focused on the, the, the first coming of our Lord, the sorrowful is focused on his passion, and then the uh, glorious is focused on his, uh, his resurrection. And we had days throughout the week when you would, you would pray those. Now you, you weren't stuck, you didn't have to say, oh, it's Monday, I have to pray the joyful mysteries. You could pray. The other mysteries if you like but traditionally you know Monday would start off Monday with the joyful Tuesday would start off with the sorrowful Wednesday would go the glorious and then uh, repeat 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 right but one of the things that um, and you know there's 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 seven days in a week so you, it, it didn't necessarily work out uh, to kind of balance the whole week out but one of the things that we did get out of this was John Paul II introduced uh, another set of mysteries, and the mysteries that he he introduced were the the luminous mysteries or the mysteries of light, and <clears throat> those mysteries really focus on the public ministry of our Lord, because the very first one is the baptism of the Lord, and that's really where his his public ministry begins. So we go to the baptism of the Lord, we go to the wedding feast of Cana, his first miracle. We go have Jesus preaching, um, proclaiming the kingdom of God and the call to conversion. Because when he begins, what does he say? Repent and believe in the good news. 
Then we moved to the Transfiguration on Mount Tabor, which I was just in, in uh, the Holy Land, was able to go to Mount Tabor, where James and Peter and John are given this gift of uh, a glimpse into the resurrected Christ. And then um, finally we have the institution of the Eucharist. So he gave us these, these, um, these mysteries, these new mysteries, uh, called uh, the mysteries of light. And one of the things it helped to do is it helped to balance out the week. And I'm always about balance in my life, and so that's one of the things that always drove me crazy. So now we can go, mon we can go Monday for the joyful, Tuesday for the sorrowful, Wednesday for the glorious, and then Thursday we can do the luminous. And then Friday, because that was the day of our Lord's Passion, we can do the sorrowful. Saturday we can do the joyful, and then on the res day of the resurrection we can do the glorious. So... It, it, everything was back in order and in uh, and, and balance in, in one's life. And right, right here too in his letter, he calls it a compendium of the gospel. Yeah. So yeah. it's deliberately each mystery. It's not random. It's like you said. It's deliberately chosen. Yes. Right? Yeah. It is. So one of the things that he did in that was he talked about a methodology for praying the rosary, and he said that there were three things that were essential for us to have when we pray the rosary. So first of all, you know, we're, um, we, we come to know things through our senses, right? Touch and taste and smell. We, we, we see so much of that in the liturgy as it is. So one of the things he said that is necessary is that we announce the mystery. So the first of the joyful mysteries, the Annunciation. So he said it's important that not only do we speak it, but we also hear it. So we speak it and we hear it. So he says that was one of the things that we that we should do. And in connection with that, he said that we should also see it. So he said icons or images of the particular rosary are important for us because, you know, speaking it, hearing it, seeing it, they allow us to go deeper into the mystery. And because it's a mystery, it's something that we're not going to exhaust. It's something that we can come to know, but we're not going to completely exhaust it until we come into the kingdom of heaven. And so he said that was that was a, a very, very necessary component uh, to that. Um, he said the second thing that we needed to do, and I think the, the second thing is, this, and you just kind of mentioned that as, as well, is that we needed to um, include scripture. So whether it's, sometimes you can have those little how to pray the rosary pamphlets, and they'll have the picture, so you have the icon there. They'll have the name of the mystery, so you have the announcement. But they'll also have a little bit of scripture. Or we can have, you know, maybe a booklet that has a little more extensive in terms of, um, it's a little more extensive in terms of the scripture passage. And sometimes those, those scripture passages will be broken up into ten. So after each um, Hail Mary that's prayed, there's another little bit of piece of scripture, another little bit of piece of scripture. So that's another way uh, of doing that. And it, it helps to increase our knowledge of scripture. And then the third thing, so first we have the announcement, we have the hearing, we have the seeing. The second, we have the, the proclamation of scripture, the reading of scripture. And the third thing is, I think this is probably the most difficult of all of them. He said the third thing was the, the necessity of silence because we live in a, a country where we're just bombarded with sounds. We just heard the sound of the train rolling past us. And we there we go, we heard it, heard it again right on cue. And, um, but there's all kinds of other ways that we can distract ourselves.
whether it's with TV or radio or, or whatever the case might be, just our own speaking or having somebody speak to us. But he said that necessity of, of silence so that when we quiet ourselves and we are able to reflect upon the mystery, the mystery of our Lord's life. So he said those three things are essential for us to enter deeper into the mysteries and to meditate upon the life of Christ. Again, it's a, it is a, um, it's a crystal-centered prayer as it is, but it is a Marian prayer as well. And we know at the foot of the cross, our Lord speaks those beautiful words to St. John, the beloved disciple, as well as to Our Lady. And he says, you know, um, behold your mother, behold your son. And, and so at that moment, Jesus gives her to not only John, who is the beloved disciple, but he gives her to all of us because we are all beloved uh, sons and daughters of God our Father. And so we should all have a strong Marian devotion. We should all have a very strong Marian prayer life. And what better prayer to pray than to pray the rosary? As JP2 said, um, it's, it was his favorite prayer, and I think it should become all of our, all of our, so it should become our favorite prayer. Um, I bet I'm not alone in this. Sometimes maybe one of the challenges is we start praying the rosary, and then because, like you said, we live in a world where there's so many distractions, it's so easy to let our minds, or we find our minds wandering, you know, and yeah. it, it's easy to let a couple of decades go by and you realize, oh man, I haven't been... What did I yeah. just do? <laughs> yeah, so do you have any recommendations for um, sort of bringing your mind back to praying the rosary, any practices that you can recommend? Well, the catechism says, if you're at Mass and you find yourself distracted, it says don't work at eradicating the distraction because that, in a way, is giving in to the distraction. It simply says turn your attention back to where it belongs and... At Mass, our attention you know, belongs in prayer, belongs on the Lord. And I would say if you find yourself distracted in, in by praying the rosary, you know, don't give in the distraction. Maybe you need to put the distraction away, um, whatever that distraction might be, um, whether it's you're in the middle of people trying to pray the rosary, or um, maybe if you're driving and you find that too much of a distraction, well, don't do it while you're driving. Um, you know, if you're in a busy place where you're out walking and praying the rosary, try not to do that. But it somehow don't give in to that distraction where you, you put it away, but you're not fighting it too much because then again, you're, you're giving in to the distraction. But turn your attention back to where it belongs. So if it's the rosary, it's a Marian prayer, Christocentric as he says, but it's a Marian prayer. So turn it back to Our Lady and ask her to help you to, to focus your attention on these mysteries of our Lord's life, our Lord's life, and then turn it back to the Lord again, Christocentric prayer. Turn it back to Christ. So I think there are, there are some of these ways that we can help ourselves do that. The other thing too is we want to look at our posture. Um, if we find that we're having a hard time uh, walking and praying the Rosary and being distracted, well, maybe that means that we sit and we quiet ourselves before we pray our Rosary. Um, it's like somebody that they're out racing, 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 and you're going to stop and just calm yourself. It takes a while for your breathing to slow down, uh, to catch your breath, things like that. Well, well, calm yourself, quiet yourself before you do that. And then one of the things, too, you might find it's easier for you to pray if you're kneeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another thing to do. A lot of times people will pray the rosary, too, when they're making a holy hour before the Blessed Sacrament. 
in the tabernacle or exposed in the monstrance. Yeah, and they do. He does call this. You know, it's a it's a meditative prayer, but this isn't like the secular idea of meditation or the more Eastern. Blank your mind. Yeah, that's become more popular, where you're sort of focusing on nothing. Because, the church says that's not what we're about. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the idea in this kind of meditation is, like you said, it would be to focus on Christ. Yeah. Right? Bring your mind back. The mystery yeah. of our Lord's life. Um, we can even think about the uh, the last two of the glorious um, deal particularly with the Blessed Virgin Mary, even the Annunciation, you know, the message coming from her, the first of the joyful. They uh, they deal they deal with that too. Um, we've been talking a lot about in our diocese. We have a really important endeavor that we started with the Diocese of Gallup, the Knights of Columbus and then Southwest Indian Foundation. Um, we've just started, broke ground, blessed a um, St. Kateri with a rosary walk. The rosary was a very important prayer for St. Kateri. And the, one of the ways that she would pray it was that she would go through the forest and she would pray the rosary and she'd mark crosses on the trees. So she would go out into nature, she would go out into the beauty that God created and um, she didn't worship it, but she was able to see uh, who it is that she is to worship through his, in his creative hand, and that being God. And she would pray the rosary that way. So here, just in the Diocese of Gallup, just south of Gallup, at our retreat center, the Sacred Heart Retreat Center, we've started this Sanctuary Rosary Walk. We've finished our first Nietzsche, almost. And uh, depending on which way you go, it's either the first of the joyful or the fifth of the joyful. We haven't decided that yet. But it will be a beautiful path that takes you into the beautiful nature of the Southwest. And it will be all Native American, uh, Santero, which is the, the only indigenous Catholic art in the United States. It'll be, it will all be depicted in that. And so what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to include those three necessary things, announcing the rosary, here, the mystery, hearing the mystery, uh, looking at an image of the mystery, um, providing an opportunity to read some scripture connected with the mystery, and then out in the in the in the uh, in nature, having that that opportunity for silence. And then, do you have any recommendations? Lots of people I know use the rosary similar to how a mass is dedicated. They'll use the rosary for a specific intention. So, do you do you recommend that they just pray it in general, or or is it a good tool to use if you have something an intention to pray for yeah i mean somebody asks you to pray for an intention you can you can remember those intentions i think it's easier what i do is i try to put things in my phone if somebody asks me to pray for an intention and then that when i'm going to pray then i can go over my list it mm -hmm. makes it a little easier i talk about john paul ii having just loads and loads of intentions stuck in his kneeler his pray to they were just they were just spilling out of it but he would pray for all these intentions and then there's always general intentions. You could pray for maybe your entire family. You could pray for somebody who's far away from the church. Pray for the poor souls in purgatory. Uh, pray for your own personal sanctification. I had a very wise priest um, who would encourage me time and time again. He said, he'd say, pray for the conversion of sinners. Oh, we're all sinners, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all in, in need of conversion. And that was an intention that he would say to me, periodically so that's something I always pray for pray for the conversion of sinners so that it can be general it can be specific um, you can break up okay it's Monday so this is the day where I pray for maybe this family member or this particular family or this particular intention that's a good idea
And just to let our listeners know, we do eventually want to do sort of an in-depth uh, podcast episode on each set of mysteries. So we'll, we'll go further in there, but this is just sort of an overview. Um, and as we kind of moved to the end here, was there anything else you wanted to leave listeners with regarding the rosary? Well, you know, I, I talk to people that, and I try to do this, that pray the rosary daily. I think that's a good habit. Um, if, if the rosary is not a, a, a part of your prayer life, um, try not to go zero to 60 because uh, you, you could easily just kind of, um, you could kind of uh, wear out and, and you, could, it could, you could lose steam. But I would say start, each, start a day by praying a decade of the rosary. Try to get that into a habit first and then build upon that, that good habit. Um, but if you, you know, if you feel that you can do it, start with praying the rosary each day. I keep my rosary in my left pocket, mm. no matter what. Um, the only time it comes out of my left pocket is when I go through security, the TSA at the airport. So it goes in my bag and when it gets out of security, then it goes right back in my left pocket. So I always have something accessible and always able, easy, it's easy to pray. So I say for guys, it's good to keep your left pocket for a lady. You know, if she has pockets, you can keep it in her pocket or keep it in her purse or handbag or whatever. So I think that's good. If you find yourself that you don't have a rosary, what do you do? You use your fingers. It's easy mm-hmm. to use your fingers. And uh, that's a good way of uh, keeping track of it, too. So um, try to work at praying it daily. Um, our, our Lord gave Our Lady to us as our mother. So it's good to foster that devotion, that love that we have for her, because we know that she has a great love and a care for each one of us. So it's good to foster that relationship. And what does Our Lady always do? She always points toward her son. Again, going back to Pope St. John Paul II, uh, the rosary is essentially a Christocentric prayer, a prayer that is centered on Christ. Excellent. And if some, if for some reason somebody finds this podcast later, maybe when we're approaching Lent or in Lent, would you recommend that as a good practice? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that'd be a great thing to do. Great. Okay, well, thanks, Bishop Wall. Um, and if anybody has any questions about the rosary, any further comments, uh, we encourage you to reach out. And like I said, it, it look for further episodes going in-depth on the mysteries, the luminous, glorious, joyful, and sorrowful in the future. So thank you, Bishop Wall. You're welcome. Thanks, Suzanne. God bless. Mm-hmm.